Welcome to Aim Higher, a show designed to help us realize the leadership potential inside of all of us. I'm Skip Pritchard, CEO, author, blogger, student of success, and your host. When we think about leadership, we often think about whether you're persuasive or authoritarian. We think, are you a strategic leader? Are you direct, maybe? Maybe are you a democratic leader? Or maybe we just wonder, are you incompetent as a leader? We think about leadership, we might think about growth leaders, we think about crisis leaders. When we think about attributes of a leader, there's a whole range of things that we think about. But if you talk to actual people about their leaders, instead of just theory, they may say other things. They may talk about a variety of traits. And one of those traits is this, is the leader approachable? And most everyone wants to be approachable. Not many people, I don't think, want to be unapproachable. Of course, maybe there's somebody who relishes by ruling by fear or just wants to be left alone. That would be a rare person and probably not somebody I would consider a leader anyway. And so we're going to talk today about how to be an approachable leader. Because as you think about that quality, a lot of people don't think, well, can I develop it? How can I signal it? How can I be more approachable? And so that is the topic for today. And we're going to talk about it with a storied cast to join me and talk about being approachable. And all of them must be approachable or they wouldn't be here. Maybe they're not. I don't know. We'll have to talk about that. With me on the panel today is Tammy Spade, who helps people achieve greatness and organization's message with excellence. Welcome, Tammy. Thank you. Glad to be here. And we have Drew Bordis, who helps organizations be more efficient and more effective in everything they do. Thank you. It's like Tammy, but without the people. Without the people, exactly. (laughs) And a lot of spreadsheets. And we have Lisa Beatty, who is a leadership development expert. She helps leaders be the most impactful selves that they can be in all areas, not just at work, in all areas of their life. Does that sound good? Yeah. I'll take that. Thank you. Welcome, Lisa. Well, we're going to talk about being approachable, and I think it's often interesting to flip things around just a little bit. And so often, if you want to think about a word, you think about the opposite. And so let's start with that. What is the opposite of approachable? What would define somebody as unapproachable? What would you say? Drew's mood today. Wow. Wow. I was going to just subtly work it in. I need a little, I need like a drum set, you know, so I can. I bet Carrie could work that in. Carrie could probably do that. He's an expert audio engineer. He's very approachable. I'm I'm still approachable too. I just woke up thinking everybody's an idiot. It's fine. I need to exercise. (laughs) It's okay. It's a different podcast. Does that that mean you're not approachable though? No, totally approachable. Just just not today and leave me alone. So to answer your question, what's the opposite, right? Maybe judgy. Make a little judgy, That's right? Good. So I don't want to, if I go talk to somebody and I feel like every word coming out of my mouth, they're, they're skeptically questioning, that's not approachable. They're judging every word I say. Is that just mean you're tired? No, I need to exercise. <laughs> okay. Maybe that too. What else would you say? Unapproachable. I think about, when I think about approachability, it's really in the eye of the approacher. And we want to get our very best work done. And so we want to do all that we can to bring psychological safety to that conversation. So the things that I think about when I think about unapproachable is somebody who might be inauthentic, 
or unpredictable because you don't know what kind of reaction it is that you're going to get when you take them an issue or a challenge or just something that you want to talk about. Yeah, I think that's good. I hadn't thought about unpredictable, but that's an excellent mm-hmm. one. Um, closed, um, judgmental, someone who isn't listening, someone who talks more than they listen probably would be those for me. Yeah. And even things that are nonverbal. You know, if you walk into an organization and someone has their arms folded, they're not smiling, they're not making eye contact, even those subtle cues of someone you don't know can make them unapproachable. Approachability. It's interesting to hear the range of it. I think when we do these surveys of employees and they say how important it is of their boss being approachable, the range of what that means, I think, is quite expansive, even just listening to this panel. I think it is true. I think obviously being unapproachable also would do things that would make someone who relishes ruling by fear, as I mentioned at the beginning. I think fear can make you unapproachable. I like what you said, Lisa, about we expect safety. And so anything that would impact my safety, psychological safety, or even physical safety would make me unapproachable Sure. if they are foaming at the mouth or ready to bite us. Let's also talk about being approachable. This is the core of today's discussion. And what traits you're seeing, what things you're seeing, and how can you be more approachable? Tammy, you mentioned already one in terms of the nonverbals. I think about body language. Could be just your face. Like you might want to tell your face to signal to your face to smile. Smiles make you so approachable. I remember when we met Joel Osteen in Houston. He was very approachable because his smile Nobody smiles like Joel. Joel oh, Osteen. his teeth. They're his not teeth. real. They can't be real. Nobody yeah. has teeth like that. Yeah, we did have a debate about that. <laughs> right? Are they real? Did that make him more approachable, though, or just, I don't know what I that I couldn't means. get my mind off of it. But smiles make us approachable. Smiles make us approachable, I think. In general. But your body language, are you open? Do you have your arms folded? When somebody walks in to see you, do you kind of squint your eyes and look at them, fold your arms and... Maybe what do you want? No, that might make you a little less approachable, and, and that's one I str- I personally struggle with. And it don't I don't mean it the way it looks. Even like you took a picture of me in a meeting once and said, "Look at this. This is what you look like." And I was like, wow, I, I didn't. I wasn't <laughs> I even. Did. I wasn't even. I wasn't even thinking anything bad. And I think that's one where because you looked like that all I, the time. Kind of, in the but, meeting. You, but you can learn that one. Like that's that that's one where I think you might have a disconnect. Where like I feel approachable. Why wouldn't you approach me? Oh, well, because you look grumpy, Drew. Why would anybody come talk to you? And that I think that is one a leader can can be aware of and learn. You don't do that anymore. The picture works. Oh, I still do it occasionally. But I talked about it, but you don't do it for like the whole time. Right, right. It helped. Yeah. That is interesting. Body language and being approachable. What do you think about that? I think for me, um, eye contact is probably a big, big key. You know, we've all walked up to the desk at a physician's office or something, and the person who's supposed to be greeting you is looking down, or you're in a meeting with someone and they're looking down at their phone, or they're kind of looking off at something. And so you get the sense that they're really not in it with you. They're not connected. They don't really care about what you're talking about. I've also been in meetings where someone did have a lot of things going on and they said, you know, I need, I want to be fully with you. I need to just look at my phone for a minute. I'm expecting whatever, a text Mm -hmm. or something. Look down, give me a minute, do what I need to do. Okay. I'm back with you. So for me, eye contact makes approachability, whether you know the person or don't know the person, important. You know, I love eye contact to me as an obvious one. But I actually love the tactics that you're talking about there that would not be so obvious. 
the acknowledgement, I'm not with you, give me a moment, mm-hmm. and then I'm back with you. I think that's brilliant as a strategy for leaders because there are distractions, and sometimes you need to take them, and sometimes verbally just acknowledging them and then saying I'm back with you, I think signals such openness and trust. Respect. Respect. I really like that. I've got to adopt that. Hold on a second. I have to look at my phone. <laughs> I think it's the listening, too. Like, are you really, really, truly listening to what the person says is talking to you? Because you can say, I've got an open door policy and come in any time. And if you do, and I'm completely just not paying attention to anything you say, that's not really being there. So, I mean, it's the eye contact. It's the listening. It's the ability to carry on a conversation with mm-hmm. anybody. Those traits all help. And they and they show you're you're serious about it. Yeah. Sometimes distractions come not even in the form of anything that anybody else can see. It's just the words in our own head. We start thinking about the next meeting or the last one that we had or something that we have to do later in the day. And you can do a similar thing even. I have been thinking about this thing and I haven't heard a word they've said for the last three minutes, pausing the conversation saying, I'm so sorry, I wasn't with you. Can you go back and repeat what you just said? Can really develop that trust with the person and help you to be seen as approachable because they know that they know that you want to give them your full attention. Yeah, that's good, Lisa. And I would say a little warning to those of you who are listening. These are great tactics. Just be sure not to use them too often. If in the meeting you say it four times in 15 minutes. <laughs> Maybe it's time to reschedule the meeting right. because you right. can't dedicate the time then. Something else is going on uh-huh. and we should probably talk about that. I think the being present is so important. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we're saying. Just be present. And yeah. that is so hard for all of us to not be in yesterday and not be in tomorrow, not be in the next meeting or the last meeting, but to be present. And often I think it's about the tactic of leadership scheduling. We're overscheduled. And if you go from one Zoom meeting to another or in person or whatever, you don't have that break. It's a psychological break. It's a break to let things clear Take some notes about what you just came from. Mm -hmm. Think about what you have. And if you don't have that break, it literally will impact your performance and everybody else that comes in contact with you. I know this from firsthand experience. Yeah, you've got to care for yourself. Have to care for yourself. And it's it's so important. The other one I would say is the first words out of your mouth, so important, right? The question you might ask, how was your day? Whatever those first words are, are critical. Mm -hmm. And often I find really sets the tone for the meeting. If I say, you again? Mm -hmm. That's probably the first words that would set the tone. An approachable leader can talk about things other than work too. Like, can you, do you ask about people's family? Do you know they have a family? Can you talk about sports, the weather, blah? I mean, really just like carry on a person to person conversation for real. And leaders that cannot do that, that it's just all I'm here to talk about is work and it's all I'm capable of talking about. That's not approachable. And it is not small talk. I think so many people think that's what it is. It is actually not small talk. So small talk is trivial and nonsensical just to get things going, which you may do occasionally, but it is a genuine interest. It's not something else. I think that is really important. And and I love my friend Bob Berg's quote because it, to me, makes you very approachable because this quality of having a genuine interest in the other person and a genuine interest. His quote is, the greatest single people skill is a highly developed and authentic interest in the other person. Oh, yeah. And I really love that because it's it's a skill. It's highly developed. 
and it's authentic interest mm -hmm. in the other person. And by the way, in the other person, not authentic interest in myself, which mm -hmm. is not going to give you that, but that genuine interest. I think that's it. And how that manifests itself is going to be different based on your personality, your own body language, your history. But if you take a genuine interest in them, they sense that. I think that makes you much more approachable than if you have zero interest in that. If you're only interested in getting what you need to do or hearing things that you want to hear, that is not a genuine interest. My stepmom always coaches us as a family to be interested, not interesting, but it's so hard because my stories are typically better than the other person's. So it's <laughs> like we try, but it's, it's hard. I'm very interested in whether you think my story is more yeah, interesting right? than I can yours. Do that. Yeah. <laughs> that would make you interested. Can I add one more thing about approachability? I was thinking about volatility. So that goes along with that unpredictability. But if a leader is seen as volatile, they won't be seen as very approachable. So for a leader being able to keep a bit of an even keel, not that there can't be any reaction at all because we're humans and we have emotions, but we're able, we've got the emotional intelligence and regulation to be able to keep that in check because you blow up at someone one time and it's going to be really hard. They're not going to risk it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I really like volatile as a descriptor rather than unpredictable. Mm -hmm. Because volatile, uh, unpredictability linked to volatile makes so much sense. Mm -hmm. But when I think of unpredictable, I think of it's a great quality, personally. I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I think about Robin Williams in Dead Poet Society. This is a leader of his class, come with me. And they all have to come, come on. And they walk outside and then they're looking in and he's carpe, carpe diem, right? That's unpredictable and brilliant. In terms of leadership, that's good unpredictability versus volatile unpredictability, mm -hmm. where all of a sudden I erupt for no reason, right. et cetera. Uh, that means you need help, medication, yeah. et cetera. Good it, distinction. It, I really like your clarification or kind of add of volatile, because volatile and unpredictable to me is a big one. And, a, you know, a leader to that point without self-control isn't a safe leader. So mm -hmm. Lisa mentioned earlier safety psychological safety, maybe even physical safety, but a leader without self-control isn't someone who's going to be safe. Mm -hmm. Thinking about, you you reminded me of a quote, Skip, talking about interest. And it, it was, I think, Barbara Bush to her son, one of her sons saying, nobody likes the great I am, meaning I don't want to hear, you know, I am, I think, I, 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 starting things with I. I think when you start with you, that opens the door for a lot more approachability and a lot more conversation. And I think just listening, listening well, is a good skill of approachability. Mm -hmm. Good ads. Another one I think is just obvious, but we don't pull it out enough, which is don't be intimidating. And intimidation can happen in a lot of ways. What people often don't realize in the corporate world is, or any organization, is title alone can be intimidating. Mm. Yes. So the higher you are in terms of title, and your office, the more you have to reach out to make yourself approachable because the title alone will stop people. There are other things. Physical stature can stop people. Somebody who's just very large or just intimidating the way they look, or maybe they have all of their black belt martial arts trophies all over the wall as you come in, and then they give you a kick or something. It could be celebrity status, status alone, right? It might be title, but it could be a celebrity that's coming in, and that could intimidate some people in terms of fame or power. Uh, power, I think, is another one, money, et cetera. So I think, I think you have to realize 
how people perceive you and what they may be seeing, I think, is important. And that's how you can then set your tone. And I think about another one being mistakes. So when you talk about talking about yourself, if you're saying, I made this mistake or you know, I shouldn't have done this or what you were saying earlier about I lost you, I'm not here right now, anything like that that's kind of vulnerable or making a mistake, I think, does make you more approachable and more authentic than mm-hmm. if you're always talking about your wins. What do you think about that? Yeah, vulnerability is so important in leadership. It is the thing that will help bring you back down to that perceived level of the other person. Nobody is perfect, but we see others as perfect or attaining to be that. So that vulnerability really helps the relationship and feel like this is a person that I can relate to, I can have a conversation with and not be afraid of. Yeah, I think leaders often think they have to have all the answers Mm -hmm. and that they shouldn't show vulnerability Mm -hmm. by admitting that they don't know how to approach a problem or, you know, how to solve an issue. If you're dealing with a leader who frequently is saying, I don't know, I have no idea, I don't know, that's, you know, that doesn't instill confidence. But I think just an authentic, hey, you're better at this than I am. Can you look at this issue and give me your recommendation? Because I'm just, I'm kind of stymied with this. That's good. I also think communication is just critical. If you want to be authentic and you want to be approachable, communication is key. So it may be video, it may be phone calls, it may be notes, but the more approachable you are is how well you're doing, I think, communicate. They're just so linked, your communication and approachability. It's really about relationship, isn't it? Yeah. When you're, you've developed a relationship with someone They have that trust and you're seen as approachable. But if you don't have that relationship, they have to guess at what your motivations are behind the actions that you're taking. If I'm asking you questions and I'm really interested in you, that helps to build the relationship. And I think people need to also realize it goes both ways. I'm always telling people this probably because I'm a CEO. It goes both ways. Make sure you also take a genuine interest in your leader, Mm -hmm. not expecting it the other way. You will get what you put out. And so- I always tell people, if you want to be recognized more, recognize more. It really does matter. Well, in addition to all of those types of things, I also think sense of humor is a big one. So I read a Smart Brief article on this by executive coach Joel Carfinkel, and he was talking about if someone has a sense of humor, it really helps. I also think self-deprecating humor in particular works. But any type of humor really just makes you more approachable than not. Would that be one you would add? It has to be, right? I certainly hope not so you. for my own career. <laughs> as long as it's authentic. Because yes. I'm yes. not a particularly funny person. And when I try sometimes, it flops. It comes off wrong. So people who are funny, absolutely be you and bring your full self to what it is that you're doing. If you're not naturally funny, it's going to be seen as trying hard. So let it come naturally. And, and learn. When the time is to be funny and the yes. time is not yeah. to and be I, funny. I want to be careful not to think that it's being funny is what I mean. Because sense of humor, right? Lisa, you have a sense of humor. You may not try to be funny, but you have a sense of humor. If, yes. if I make a joke, you're going to laugh. Yes. If some, mm-hmm. right? So that sense of humor is really just a spirit, I think, of playfulness and fun. You're not taking everything so seriously. And so whether Good you're point. Jerry Seinfeld or not is probably okay. Though I, I have met people thinking of a, a lawyer who did a really bad job 
he was taking comedy classes and did stand up just to try to get himself a sense of humor. I don't know if that's something you can go no, get. No, hmm. just be I, you. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> it did not work. <laughs> yeah. It was embarrassing. One aspect of this I've been thinking of, we haven't hit yet. I want to see what you think of this as a CEO, is just access. Like, mm. if I'm mm. the CEO mm. and I'm on the 20th floor surrounded by executives and you've got to get through three layers of administrative assistance and I don't have an email box you can reach and I'm never at the corporate parties, guess what? No one's going to talk to you. It's not possible. And I think your physical space and how you, like, how easy is it to actually get to you and talk to you? Physical barriers, big one. I think that's a good one. Yeah, the office, the desk, the, the different people you need to go through. All of which is also designed for good. Right, it's designed right. to protect so that mm -hmm. it is not a constant interruption, which we could talk about at another podcast. But it does really sense a signal how difficult it is. And if you're never at the parties and you can't be approachable if you're not approachable because well, you're literally hiding. An executive row, you know, quote unquote, can be pretty intimidating too. You know, we we sometimes make them we don't we don't have one quote unquote quite like that, but you know, we joke of, hey, people don't hang out here. I wonder why. Like, well, there, there's a reason. It's it's a little bit intimidating. I also think all of it, underlying all of it, is this self-awareness and how important self-awareness is in terms of knowing whether you're approachable. And it is so easy on this one, more so than many other traits, to miss it, to think, I'm approachable, and to miss it. I think this is one of the ones that you can have a leadership blind spot in. Terry Class talked about this in an article I saw on training industry where she was talking about being self-aware. And that's how Aim Higher started. We were talking about self-awareness. But many leaders don't realize they aren't approachable. And so how do you increase your self-awareness specifically on approachability as a leader? You know, if you could think to yourself, when was the last time I had a conversation with somebody who's seven layers down in the organization? When was the last time? You know, if you if you find that Oh, well, never. Well, then maybe it could be you're volatile. It could be they don't have access to you. It could be your facial expression. Like, there's a number of reasons it could be. But could are be you, the first level is saying, don't right, go don't, anywhere don't near. Go, don't talk to <laughs> He'll throw things at you, right? But have you actually had any of these conversations with anybody outside your immediate circle? Yeah, I think um, just considering what Drew said, how many times are people just coming to you saying, can I just, can I just talk to you about this? Or can I run this by you. I have two or three options and I'm, I'm just trying to get the pros and cons developed for each of those. Or, you know, we're struggling to come up with a solution for this and I want to hear your perspective. If you get that fairly frequently, I think you could make an initial assumption that you're approachable. I do think that, you know, there are some tools that you can use. You can get 360 degree feedback. You can get general feedback. Peers often are the people who have the most realistic view of an individual. So, you could talk to your peers and ask them about that. I also think that approachability is interesting in COVID area to answer all mm -hmm. of those questions mm -hmm. yeah. because I know for me, I'm not seeing the people that I would. That serendipity, I just know, you know, to schedule a meeting with somebody who's seven layers down in the organization will give them a, a stressful event. And yet I'm missing that opportunity Definitely. to have those conversations that I would normally have all over the place. So mm -hmm. I think that's an interesting one to think about how to be approachable. And so you have to use technology, video and other things I try to use to, to podcasts like this to reach people to have them understand who you are and what you're about. But it is difficult, I think, in mm -hmm. the era of a pandemic mm -hmm. to maintain that level of approachability.
because you've just added a huge barrier. Think about barriers, right? A huge barrier because it's not just the desk and the office, et cetera. It's literally like they can't even stop you walking around because they're not there. So it's it's very interesting. Maybe your cat could or your dog. Cause... One of my concerns about the pandemic is that on the upside, it has given us more tools. We're more capable interacting with people, you know, across digital means and, and video means. The other side of it is that I'm concerned that we're going to shift too far that way. And there's really no substitute for those serendipitous conversations, whether it's leaders, whether it's teams, the opportunity to at least occasionally work together in person just simply cannot be substituted. I wonder, you know, what the shape of organizational culture will look like coming out of this. I hear from people even today, you know, that sense of belonging, the ability to approach each other or a leader just feels like it's got to be so much more formal in this environment. Absolutely true. And maintaining that in this change, I think, is going to be interesting in coming days. Well, we've been talking about all things approachable, how to be more approachable, smile, be kind, be nice, take a genuine interest in the other person, and listen to all the other things that this great panel said. And if you do all of that, you will be much more approachable, which will help you and everybody around you to aim higher. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Aim Higher with Skip Pritchard. Check out skippritchard.com for more episodes, interviews, book reviews, and leadership insights. And if you like what you hear, please rate us in iTunes. Until next time, remember, don't settle for the mediocre. Always aim higher. Thank you.